two weeks ago I started a, a, a sermon series that's come out of beginning at the tur- turn of the year and the Daniel's fast and what the Lord was impressing upon me to this church that what He wanted us to be concerned with is growing up, maturing in the faith. And what's spoken out here in the heavenly language and interpretation in the service, everything everything so far has been a confirmation to this. God is trying to tell His people that we don't have very much time. God has been lenient to His church, giving us time to grow up. But the Lord is saying, listen, if you're going to mature, if you're going to grow up, you better do it now. You better do it now. And I'm going to start this, and I'm going to go at least to a particular point today. And I think you're going to you're going to understand this when I get into it. Maturing in the faith. Uh, the um, the first uh, the first message that I preached was the four indispensable uh, the four in- indispensable needs for serious Christian living. And I talked about how that the church people needs to get serious about living for God. And we talked about those four things. The need for prayer, the need for humility, the need for compassion, and the need for sanctification. That was the first message that I preached uh, in the series. I don't know how far I'm going to get along in this today. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something today that God gave me a title for a spiritual tug of war. A spiritual tug of war. And the Lord says that He this is gonna answer some questions for some of you right now, some of the struggles that you've been going through. I'm gonna read several verses of scripture found in Romans chapter seven. These scriptures have baffled people for many years. I'm gonna, uh, I, I don't normally read this many scriptures for a, a scripture reference, but I've got to do it today. Romans 7, verses 14 through 25. I'm going to read slow. It's up on the screen, and you can follow. Paul told the church in Rome, he says, For we know that the law is spiritual. That's one thing, confirmation, that Sister Lynn was talking about. She, she talked about the law, Moses' law. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Look at your neighbor and just be honest and say, I'm an old carnal thing. Verse 
15, for what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. What I will to do. I'm going to I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read the Bible more. I'm going to be a greater witness. I I I'm, I I want to do that. But I wind up doing something else that I that I hate. Things that I hate about my own self. Verse 16, if then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. Verse 17, but now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Brother Rick, I don't care how many church-going people put on such a Showing a pretense when it gets all boiled down to it, we're just sinners saved by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Verse 18 For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me. But how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Oh God, I'm putting my foot down. I'm not going to get mad and fly off the handle no more. I'm not going to get upset with my job and my boss and come home and take it out of my wife anymore. And before you know it, that little lady standing said, I thought you said you weren't going to do this no more. We're going to get down to home today. Verse 20, Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Verse 21, I find then a law... That evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members. And this ain't, this ain't the law of Moses or this ain't uh, a government law. He said, warn against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Verse 24, Apostle Paul says, Now I know, I know I could get some of my good uh, uh, Pentecostal apostolic brethren upset with me right here, but I'm going I'm to tell you like it is. Paul said, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Oh, but I heard him preach it. Oh, yeah. 
Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. He said, but he said, that was back there before I got the Spirit of God in here. No, sweetheart, go back, amen, to school and take your English again. He didn't say, oh, wretched man that I was. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. That's present tense. That was present tense the time he was writing this letter. It wasn't back before he got saved. It wasn't back before he got baptized. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Oh, God, I want to live better. I want to do better. I want to live a life honoring to you, but I keep messing up. Can I preach? Verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. A spiritual tug of war. God, for the next few moments, speak to us right here. Help us, God, to understand your word and what we need to do to be overcomers in this hour in which we live. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. Praise God. Brother Paul, I want you to come up here and stand across the front, right, just right there in the center. Brother Douglas, I'll get you over here and stand on this side. And Brother Joseph, on this side. Hallelujah. I want you to take a a good look. I'm getting their help. I can't do this myself and hold the microphone and talk too. But the Lord, during the Daniel's fast, gave me this vision. I didn't do my testimonies a while ago, brother. I was waiting. Church, we're in a spiritual tug of war. The devil, he gets blamed for for a whole lot that he didn't have nothing to do with. All that stuff you've been laying on the devil, he wasn't even around. He wasn't even the same territory you was at during the time.
Now, we are being made in the image of God. We, as a human, we, we, are, we are a tripart being like, like God is. I consist of body, soul, and spirit. My body, when you, when you look at me, you do not, you're not really looking at Sammy Pruitt. You don't see Sammy Pruitt. You're only looking at the house that Sammy Pruitt lives in. Apostle Paul wrote in one other place. I, I used this scripture back years ago when Brother Phil uh, passed away. Paul said, if this tabernacle be dissolved, I have a building made of God, not made of hands, eternal in the heavens. We all get up tight and upset about the natural body so much, but this is not the real me anyway. This, this, this body is, is going to go back. It, it ain't, it's not going to last. This body is not going to last forever. But the soul, the soul, that's, that's the real you. That soul, even when the body, Shelley, is dead and might be buried, that soul is going to live on forever somewhere. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord if you're a child of God, if you've been born again. When, before you become to, uh, come to the Lord, you only had one nature. You had the carnal nature, the carnal mind. Pull on the mare. And that carnal nature, that good, you can come back this way, that old carnal mind and that old carnal nature would lead you around anywhere it wanted to take you. It was the part about you that you picked up from Adam. Some people call it the Adam's sin nature. You never had a problem. You never had no battles. Because you were just doing what you wanted to do, ever how ever which way your carnal nature would pull, you'd go right along with it. But when you was born into the body of Christ, you did not cut this nature from you, but you picked up a new nature also. Just like Jesus had two natures. He was God, but he was man. And now, your soul is in a constant tug of war. Now, I want both of y'all just kind of stretch out and just pull. This right here, take a good look at this. This demonstrates the spiritual battles that you've got to deal with. 
every day of your life. Paul said, when I want to do good, evil is present. That evil is not the devil, sweetheart. It's your old carnal man. Your old carnal woman. Every time the spiritual nature led by the Holy Ghost tries to pull, then the carnal nature pulls back. Hey, I I know I'm hitting somebody right at home right now. What, am I the only one here who feels like I've been tugged back and forth this way and that way? This poor soul is right in the middle of it. Right in the heat of the battle. Brother Paul made a comment. I don't know how many made it a while ago when I was getting them up here. He said... He said, my spiritual nature is a little bit bigger than my carnal nature. I said, that's right, because the Bible says greater is he that's within you. I had a reason for putting Brother uh, uh, Joseph on that side. Greater is he that's within you, that's he that's in the world. Hallelujah. But see, you've got to have to be led by the Spirit of God. Because now, now what, let, me add, let me add one more, two more things in the mix. Brother Joe and, uh, and Brother Stan, come here for a moment. I want both of y'all to get a hold of this. All right, now I want y'all to just kind of pull. Give a little yank there. Give a little pull. All right. Hold up. We don't. We, <laughs> hold up. All right. Give him. Give him a breather. You see, there's still some other things in the mix. It's not just Paul's carnal. Your wrist, all right, there, brother. Okay. It's not just his carnal nature. But then, the old devil, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> Don't take it personal. The old devil's going to, if he sees, if he sees Paul yielding towards the Spirit, that's when the devil's going to come in. You hear what I'm saying? And then down here, you've got the world. You got the carnal nature. Like I said, God gave me this vision while I was on the Daniels fast. I've had this inside me for, for a, a, a while now, just burning. God, when you want me. And God spoke to me. Today's the day's the day. Here we got the carnal nature. We got the adversary, which is the devil, going about like a roaring lion. And here we got the world. Where the Bible says, love not the world. I'm sorry, brother, but I can't love you. Neither do the things that are in the world. What is that? Well, the world here, right along with the devil and carnal nature, 
The world's going to be pugging, tugging, and pulling. The world's going to have me saying, well, hey, don't, don't get so spiritually minded you ain't no earthly good. Yeah, you can go to church. You can go to church Sunday and, um, and do a little Holy Ghost two-step. But the world's over here saying, hey, if you come over here, amen, and, and work overtime, amen, on your, on, on your church days and, and be at the job and clock in, hey, you, I'll help you get that, that American dream. That's part of the world, folks. When we talk about the world, and the Bible says love not the world, neither things in the world, it ain't just talking about movie houses and, uh, and bars. Oh, come on. The world and the devil and the car nature, they're going to be wishes. Look here. He says, you've got to eat. I mean, God ain't going to, God ain't going to uh, look down on you. I mean, you know, go ahead, and, go ahead and work seven days a week, 12, 14 hours a day. You're going to get that, you're going to get that American dream. One of these days you'll pull in the church parking lot in the Lexus. He might do it, but you're going to be so spiritually disconnected from the spirit man. You hear what I'm saying? We're in a spiritual tug of war. Thank you all, gentlemen. Give them a good hand. Y'all can take that stuff off and lay it down somewhere. Folks, this is seriously going on back and forth in our life. Within the heart and soul of every born-again believer in Jesus Christ, there's a battle between two opposing natures, two diverse entities claiming rights and sole authority over your mind and your independent will. That's what the Apostle Paul was talking about. There is a constant spiritual tug of war as you're being pulled from two directions as each opposing side struggles for your mind. Before your conversion, you were totally controlled by the flesh and yielded to its every beck and call with no forethought or desire to adhere to the authority or wishes of God. But when you were born again, you received a new nature, a nature sold out to the will of God. As you mature in the faith, the nature given you from above will strengthen and lead you more and more toward the things of the Spirit. But the carnal side of you, your flesh, does not want to, to yield its control. I've been, I've been, I've been serving God all my life. I've been preaching over 40 years, but you think my carnal mind's still giving us, giving up any? No, sir, I'm still in the tug of war. So we are being pulled from side to side. One side desiring to do right, and the other side desiring to do wrong. Let me ask you a question. Which side will win the prize for your soul? Which side will win 
the prize for your soul. What we got to have, folks, is a spiritual workout. A spiritual workout. At the turn of the new year, people uh, uh, started going to the gyms. They started uh, paying these uh, a big uh, gym cost. And a lot of people will be paying monthly payments the rest of this year on a membership to a gym that uh, some, a lot of people's already quit going to already. <laughs> Hello. Jude, which, by the way, if you study about Jude, um, you know, Judas had some half-brothers. Mary and Joseph had, had children after Christ was born. And, uh, and one of those that they had was Jude. Jude happens to be a, a half-brother. A half the reason why I said they got the same mother, but they don't have the same father. Hallelujah. Jude, chapter, uh, chapter 1. One chapter in there, verse 20 and 21, says, But ye, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ into eternal life. Now, folks, what the Scripture teaches here, and I'm not going to finish. I'm going to have to wind down because of the time. But I'm, I, I want to tell you something. What the Scripture teaches here is a key factor in maturing in the faith. And it has to do with the building spiritual strength so you are not a spiritual wimp, a wimp and pushover when it comes to keeping your carnal side in check. There are some people who have been in church for 20 years, but when it comes to a spiritual side, they're just a pushover and a wimp. Hallelujah. Last week, I posted on, on my Facebook uh, the testimony of um, Lee Stone King. Now, I know Brother Wayne, uh, Wayne knows who I'm talking about. I don't know how many others do or not. I finally found... His testimony, where he, uh, uh, he he gave his testimony and how what God did, how God raised this man up from the dead. Darlene got on there and she <laughs> she saw that, and man, it just ignited faith in her. She says, "I'm," she says, "You know what?" She says, "I'm not going to be no pushover. I'm ready to do battle." If you ain't never heard this man's testimony, you need to hear it. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe some Sunday, I don't know if, if, if they're able uh, to get YouTube and, and, and put it up in here. Everybody ought to hear this, this, this testimony. We got to have a spiritual workout so we can build up the spiritual man that's within us. He's already greater than than everybody else and the devil, the world. Greater is he that's within you. But if you don't build yourself up, praying in the Holy Ghost, there are some folks ain't prayed, 
and I, I know that modern day people don't even understand what this means no more. When you talk about praying through, people, uh, uh, brother, uh, brother Cochran, people don't even know what you're talking about when you're talking about praying through. Hallelujah. You need to have your personal prayer life to where it's just you. It's good to come together in corporate prayer and corporate worship, but you need to have a personal prayer life. Hallelujah. A whole lot of what I am today, I remember as a child growing up, Amen. And uh, in the wee hours of the morning, I could hear my, my, my daddy out somewhere in another part of the house locked up behind a door somewhere calling out to God and praying. Amen. Every morning. Every morning. Hallelujah. We need to pray Till we uh, and pray and until we pray through and 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 we we're not we're not praying with our mind no more but we're praying in the spirit and when you begin to pray in the spirit you lose your surroundings you're not you you don't know what whoever else is around you and whatever but the spirit of God begins to pray through you and you get lost in the spiritual realm it's in that kind of state that you build up your spiritual man and your spiritual woman that you can gain some strength and you can come out of your prayer closet and you can do battle and you can sling the devil around instead of the devil slinging you around. You can tell the world what they can do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Because you spent it ain't because a preacher lays hands on you, but because you let the Holy Ghost lay hands on you and give you what you need to be an overcomer. What are you talking about, brother? Brother, I'm telling you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about living a life to where you've been spiritually going through the workout with your mind on God, to where you turn out the noise to the world and everything else so you can hear God, to where one day back... 1992, I believe it was. I was on my job. But it's kind of like that song. I prayed that night while I was driving that old two and a half ton truck down to Steiner Lift. I was singing, I was praising the Lord. Wasn't a radio in that old truck, but I was worshiping God. It's kind of like I that morning. I I woke up this morning feeling fine. Woke up with heaven on my mind. Woke up with joy in my soul, cause I knew that the Lord He had control. Woo! Man, I I was driving down uh, Highway 40 from the Mount Juliet exit uh, area and going down through there. Had the Lord on my mind. I done tuned out everything else. Got down there to stand and live. They had me to back that truck up to that big old mountain of junk, and they had that big old magnetic thing picking up cars and moving them around. And I'm standing there at the tailgate with a crowbar trying to prize that up. 
Yeah. What I'm talking about works, folks. I'd already tuned out everything else. Because standing there, the Lord spoke to me and said, You're standing in a place of danger. It was 1992, but I remember like yesterday. Now, if I'd, if I'd been driving down the road and that truck had a radio on it and I was listening to some worldly music, if I was listening, if I was listening to old Hank singing, You're cheating hard. Or if I was listening, if I was listening, there's a tear in my beard. You know, that brother Sammy, he's like that. He gets off on that stuff all the time. What I'm talking about is don't get up on Monday morning and open up your life to other crap and junk that will just cover up what God gave you on Sunday. I'm not telling you that if I listen a little bit of the Grand Ole Opry, it would have cost my soul to go to hell. Ain't what I'm talking about. But it. But I'm glad that I had heaven on my mind because when Jesus spoke, I could hear it. I didn't have no noise of other junk in my head. So I moved around to the side of that truck and kept on prizing. And I hadn't moved around it hadn't been five seconds. That magnetic crane lost power, and those cars came crashing down, and it hit the back end of that truck, just just tearing it all to pieces. And a corner edge of one of those cars still caught me and knocked me about 40 feet away. And as I was laying on my back, semi-conscious, several minutes later, Metro Police Officer and the paramedics was there. I was awake enough that I heard the Metro Police Officer tell the paramedics, as well, it was a good thing that he wasn't standing behind that truck because he would have been mashed or more than likely cut plumb in two. And even though I was in a lot of pain, I was laying there. I said, thank you, Lord, because I knew I'd been standing behind that truck, brother, just two or three seconds. Hallelujah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Hallelujah. Amen. A long time ago, amen, I decided to follow that spiritual side of me. Hallelujah. The Word of God says they, amen, who follow the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. I don't know how you feel about it, but I want to live day by day, every day in my life, to where any time my daddy wants to talk to me, I can hear his voice. Do you hear what I'm saying? I want to be able if he wants to speak to me. That's why I live the way I live. I'm not trying to be better than somebody else. Hallelujah. I'm not better than nobody else. But I want to dedicate my life just like the Spirit of God cried out a while ago. God wants you to make yourself a vessel, amen, that he can use. Hallelujah. 
talking about maturing in the faith. We're in a spiritual tug of war. I've got to quit. We'll have to go on later. Don't have no time. Folks, always remember you're in a battle. It's a spiritual battle. People come to sometimes they come to me and say, Brother Sammy, how you can how how can you forgive so and so for what they did? It's because see I understand a principle in the Word of God. And that principle is this, Brother Joe. The Word of God says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hallelujah. My problem is not with men or women or any flesh. My problem is with with these forces of darkness. My problem, a lot of times, is my own mind and my own thinking. Hallelujah. And if I can overcome Sammy Pruitt, I've got the biggest part of the battle won. Hallelujah. I've got the biggest part of it won. Stand to your feet with me. Hallelujah. Glory to God.